Hey everyone, this is Brian with Church in the Loop. I'm so glad you can join me today. Um, we are in Luke chapter 12 today, starting in verse 22. But before we go there, let's pray and ask the Lord to just bless this time. Father God in heaven, um, we come before you as hungry for who you are, hungry for your word, hungry for your stillness, hungry for your presence, your perspective, your power, hungry to live a life of purpose for you, hungry to find our identity in you. And I pray that as we look into your word now, that we would be reconnected with who we are in Christ, your Son, and what it means to know you through him, and what it means to live for your glory, not ours, but yours. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. There's a video on YouTube, I can't remember the name of it, but it's hilarious. It's eight hours, and it's made for cats. And it's a video where it, the camera is just filming like the top of a, a bench that has bird seed on it, and different birds come up to the bench <laughs> and peck away at the seeds and then one, a new one will fly in and scare off the other ones and eat some of the seeds. And then three seconds later, another one will come and scare that one off. And, and it's like eight hours. Um, and so we tried to see what would happen with our cat if he would enjoy watching that. <laughs> he, was, he was glued. It was hilarious. Um, you know, it's funny when you see your pet watching TV. <laughs> and it was so funny because he was just glued watching these these birds. Just, I mean, it was like, and he was trying to get up. The, the TV is kind of on top of the mantle. It's a fake fireplace, but it's like he was trying to figure out how to get closer. So we put like a stool in front of the TV and he's sitting on the stool and he's watching this. And then, he, then he's frustrated because he can't get closer. Um, I think sometimes we can feel that way about the Christian life. Um, we get excited about it. It captures our attention. It is something that we know is different than what we normally see around us. Um, it's, it's, in, it's special. It's, uh, it, it just captures your heart. But sometimes living in this world can, can be rough. And you can have a busy week and you can have things happen that just make you feel like life is just a, a, a big tidal wave just going over you. And you're just hanging on. That's kind of the week that we had this week. Um, this week we learned that on Wednesday, Beth's mom passed away unexpectedly uh, Wednesday morning. And so all week we've been dealing with that. And, you know, she she was getting up there in years. Um, but we thought for sure we had at least another five or ten with her before the Lord took her home. And so it was a big surprise. And less than a month ago, um, my dad had passed away. And last fall, my grandmother passed away. So I've just had these moments lately of, wow, um, just feeling like that tidal wave over us that has been challenging because you're experiencing all these different emotions and all these different feelings 
and then you have work responsibilities um, with the jobs that we have that are very busy and very demanding. And so I found myself this week especially um, just feeling numb um, and just crying out to the Lord saying, Lord, I feel so far from you right now. And I just, and some of it is my fault, you know, it's, you know, I should pray more, I should read my Bible, but instead I I get lost in social media, or I just want to watch TV, or, you know, just go do something that is fun to do, but doesn't feed the soul. And so, um, that that's challenging. So I, I understand you if, if you have that same struggle like I do, it's it's real. (laughs) Um, but I want us to look in this passage of scripture today and it actually talks about birds, um, for a, for a moment in it. And I want us to gaze at into the kingdom life, kind of like that, my cat looking at those birds on the TV. And I hope and pray that this can reconnect, not just me, but you also with living that kingdom-centered life that sometimes we can just feel so far from because life can be tough and rough in so many ways and emotionally challenging in so many ways. So we're in Luke chapter 12, verse 22. Um, Jesus is teaching his disciples and he gives this incredible passage about trusting in God. And I, I have some thoughts on that, but I want to read the passage first. But I, I want to share some, some thoughts on this with you. It says, He said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear. For life is more than food, and the body more than clothing. Consider the ravens. They neither sow nor reap. They have neither storehouse nor barn, and yet God feeds them. Of how much more value are you than the birds? And can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your span of life? If then you are not able to do so small a thing as that, why do you worry about the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, you of little faith? And do not keep striving for what you are to eat and what you are to drink, and do not keep worrying. For it is the nations of the world that strive after all these things, and your Father knows that you need them. Instead, strive for his kingdom and these things will be given to you as well. Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. And then I love this last part. He says, sell your possessions and give give to the poor. In in the Greek language, it says, give mercifully. Uh, Give in ways of mercy is is basically the, the teaching here. Make purses for yourselves that do not wear out, an unfailing treasure in heaven, where neither no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So I love this passage. Um, 
I think one of the coolest things is, you know, it talks about how the birds, God provides for the birds. And um, in, in Bible times, there were sacrifices made at the temple that involved animals. And if you were poor, you could buy birds to sacrifice if you couldn't afford like a lamb or a goat. Um, you know, and so they had bird sacrifices that would be for the poor people. And so the birds were considered, you know, created by God, but plentiful and and, and basically of, of little value. And here we see that that Jesus is saying, Look, I've I've got you. And and if I'm providing for the birds, I'm gonna provide for you. Because you are of so much more value. I like that. Um, here's what I like about this passage. And then I want to zoom in on something special for, for us. Sometimes you'll hear the word... Um, well, <laughs> think of an onion, okay? Um, have you ever tried to peel an onion? An onion has like so many layers to it. And when you take one off that's like paper thin... There's another layer. We take that layer off. And then there's another layer and another layer and another layer. And it goes on and on and on until you get to the center of that onion, basically. But it's just it's just got tons of layers to it. I want you to think of your challenges and your problems in life and the things that weigh you down, like like the center of an onion. You see that problem or that situation and it may it's like that center of the onion it's it's that middle part that's kind of you know firm and solid like you see that problem but what i want you to remember when jesus here talks about the birds of the air and he talks about the flowers of the field and all these things he he's basically like looking around and he's trying to add layers he's trying to say look you see the center of that onion as your problem, but there's layers on top of that you're not even aware of. And guess what? God's got it covered. So what that means is the problems that we face, we, we only see from our perspective. We only see it as we can see it. Now we can study it and, and try to be informed and try to have more of a perspective on that problem. But the truth of the matter is, is we really are very much confined to our own viewpoint. This is why people argue with each other. Because they're trying to make their viewpoint a bigger onion than the other person's. And they're trying to say, well, my onion is bigger, so you, I should have dominance in this perspective. But what I want you to think about is, God, through Jesus, is saying, look, you, you, there's so many. There's so much more to whatever this is you're you're worried about than you even realize. And guess what? I've got it covered. It's like the ecosystem that sustains the birds. There's an ecosystem in nature that sustains these birds that God has built, and and designed so these birds can thrive in the wild. It's an ecosystem. It's not just one thing. It's the same with the flowers in the field. It's an ecosystem that provides those flowers 
soil that nourishes them, and you have weather and, and rain and temperatures and nutrients in the soil and bugs that pollinate the flowers. And there's this huge ecosystem that's involved in that flower's production. Okay, So it's not just one thing, but all we see is the flower. All we see is the bird, and we forget the whole ecosystem. The, the, the seed that the bird is eating was once a product of a flower. Because that flower is what pollinate it gets pollinated to produce seed. And so I feel like Jesus is saying in this passage is look, you see what you see, but I see the ecosystem because I built the ecosystem. And if if I can build ecosystems that provide for even birds and flowers, guess what? Can you trust me with the ecosystem of your life? Can you trust me with all the moving parts of your life and even the parts you don't see? Because there's a lot more you don't see than the one thing you do. <laughs> I feel like I'm like Dr. Seuss. You know, have you ever read a Dr. Seuss book and he, I don't know, I don't have one in mind now, but Green Eggs and Ham or something like that. But it's like, <laughs> sorry. But this is, this. I feel like this is what Jesus is saying. Like, And I need it. I need this simple kind of language for me. I'm preaching it myself right now. I feel like Jesus is saying, look, I know what you need. I know the situation in front of you and whatever it is that's weighing your heart down right now. But what I want you to do is trust in me for the ecosystem of your life that I have built and I will take care of you in this. I've got you. Because then he talks about the kingdom. And this kingdom, he's saying, is a much bigger ecosystem than the ecosystem of this world. I mean, you think about this world and all of its ecosystems. You've got the soil that produces the plants. You've got the animals that eat the plants and the animals that eat each other. You've got weather. You've got ocean ecosystems. You've got coral reefs. Um, you know, swamps, grasslands, mountains. You know, there are certain animals that only live in mountains, like the snow leopard. You don't see a snow leopard wandering in the Sahara Desert, but you do see camels in the Sahara. So it's like you have all these different ecosystems. And Jesus switches gears to talk about the biggest ecosystem of all, which is the kingdom of God. And he says, that's the one I want you to pay attention to because that's the one you live in. Why do you live there? Because you're living in me. Now, when he, and then he says, your father wants to give you this ecosystem, this eternal ecosystem, the kingdom. And then he switches gears and he says, sell your possessions and give alms, or basically give to the poor or give mercifully. Make purses for yourselves that do not wear out. For where your treasure is, your heart will be also. So I feel like Jesus is saying, look, the best way for you to get out of whatever funk you're in, where you're focused on your onion problem, and, and, and it's there's a lot of layers you don't even see, but you're in that rut of, of, your, of what you're dealing with, the best way to get out of that rut is to look for ways 
to be generous to other people, to give away, to give mercifully of your time and your attention, of your words, of what you do. I, you know, this week we, you know, had Beth's mom passed away and it's hard. Um, but one of the coolest things is she was one of the most generous people I've ever met in my life. Um, she never hesitated to share what she had with not just us, but whoever needed anything. And later in life, when she got dementia, you know, um, she she ended up getting taken advantage of by, um, you know, magazines that renew, automatically renew their subscription and stuff like that. But the point is, is she was incredibly generous. And the kingdom of God really worked through her life in ways that honestly I think she's she's getting going to get to heaven now and she's going to be blown away to see how God used her and it was because she looked for ways to be generous towards others and God always provided for her always even in ways that were amazing that we got to see and he took care of her, and she lived generously. I just want to encourage you guys, um, you know, I don't know what kind of week you've had, but when you have these weeks where you just feel like you're just tired, and you just want to be selfish, I get it, I understand, but I feel like what Jesus is saying in this passage is there's really a better choice. And the better choice is what can you do to live unselfishly when you're tired? I mean, there's times to rest. I'm not saying don't rest. There's times you just, the most spiritual thing you can do is take a nap, <laughs> you know, or just go to bed early. I get that. But look for ways to be generous to other people. Um, here's a little example. So I was going to Walgreens the other day. I'll close with this. I was going to Walgreens. And there was a gentleman standing in front of Walgreens. Um, and he was, you know, I don't know if he was homeless or not. But kind of looked it and, and he was begging for help to everyone that passed by. And I was kind of in a hurry, so I just kind of hurriedly walked past him. And, you know, I smiled, but that was it. And I went into Walgreens, and I, I decided, I, I had a thought. And my thought, I, I was just, in that moment, I, I just wanted to pray for him. And I thought to myself, you know, he was once a little boy. And I don't know what his home life was like, but I'm sure when his mama was holding him as a baby, she didn't dream, oh, one day I just dream that you're going to be standing outside Walgreens begging for help. I don't think she had that kind of a dream for him. And I don't think he, as a little boy, 
dreamed of, boy, I can't wait till one day I'm a grown man standing outside of a drugstore asking people for help. I, I, I don't believe that. So I determined that what I would do is when I was getting, I had a list of things I needed at Walgreens, and I, I had to make it quick. But I would get him something to drink. You know, maybe some chocolate milk or whatever. I ended up getting him some orange juice. Um, and so when I walked out of Walgreens, um, I saw him. And I smiled at him and I tossed, I stopped, and I reached in my bag and pulled out the little plastic bottle of orange juice. It was just a little one, you know, nothing big. And I just kind of, he was about 10 feet away. I thought, I thought it'd be kind of playful. And I was like, here you go, catch. And I, I, I tossed it to him, just kind of underhand, a nice soft toss. And he caught it with both hands. And it was just kind of a playful moment together, you know. But it was cool. And it felt so good. And I knew in that moment that Jesus was happy about that. That made the heart of Jesus smile. Now, I don't know the story on this guy. I don't, I'm not here to judge him. I'm not here to, you know, evaluate his life and tell you where he went wrong and, and why he's in that predicament. But I can promise you this. When he was a little boy, he didn't dream of this. And for whatever reason, here he is. And maybe by me just tossing him that orange juice for that moment, it just freed him from that. And he just felt like there was hope. And I think when we give generously to others and mercifully to others, what we're doing is we're spreading hope. And what is the hope? The hope is that God loves you, that God truly wants to welcome you back, and that through Jesus, the shame of your past and your mistakes can all be forgiven. And you can be welcomed back as one of God's children that he would never, ever leave. And so, my friend, if that's you today, this message is for you. That if the ecosystem of your life is broken, let Jesus fix it. Let him renew your life and go to him. Let him bring refreshing to your soul. Lord, I pray for the listener right now whose heart is heavy and who's tired, who maybe even feels like I do, just feel weary from the weak. And I pray that your generous heart would bestow grace upon the listener and me so that we can be vessels of your generosity to those around us. We love you, Jesus. You've given us so much. Forgive us for being so self-centered so many times. I know I can. And help us to live mercifully like you have. Where you even gave your life on the cross for us. Especially us. We don't deserve it. But you did it willingly. Because you wanted to give us hope that there's a better way. It's you. We love you and we trust you in Jesus' name.